Super Talk Mississippi media production. Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring the show as they do every day. Great afternoon to go pick you up some Dickies prior to the kickoff of football tonight. You can dine in, you can carry out, you can have it delivered to your home. Would make a great way to kick off the evening. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, and we thank them for their support. Full show today. Kelly Center will be joining us a little later in the program. A very special appearance uh, in the last hour by our good friend JT Williamson of the JT Show. But we're going to kick things off now. Uh, go to the Gulf Coast. Actually, we're going to New Orleans this afternoon. That's where we found the professor from the Biloxi Sun, Harold Patrick McGee. And Patrick, Southern Miss football tonight, uh, UAB also playing. I was looking on the schedule before air, and uh, it's going to be a Conference USA weekend. So Conference USA kicking off full steam uh, with college football starting tonight. Yeah, it's it's a little surreal to kind of be in this uh, uh, spot where Southern Miss is playing the first FBS game of the season. I guess you go back to that South Carolina game uh, a decade or so ago where they went there and played on the first Thursday of the season, but uh, that was a full slate. So, uh, for Southern Miss, only be the FBS, be the only FBS uh, game in town. That's 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 a fairly big deal. And the spotlight will be on. It, it's kind of unfortunate they can get a you know a prime time spot on ESPN or something like that. But you know, Conference USA's TV contract is what it is, and and uh, CBS Sports Network is, and that you know we'll we'll be broadcast nationally. So it's uh, it's a unique situation, and and uh, I hope we have kind of a, a neat atmosphere within the stadium. Right. Uh, UAB also hosting Central Arkansas tonight. I actually heard on uh, coming into work today on a Fox News national radio broadcast a mention of both games. So a lot of eyes on the campus tonight, Patrick. Obviously, uh, the main objective is to win the football game, but the school has a lot on the line here at getting this thing off uh, to a good start. Am I right about that? Yeah, I, I think this is. You want to put, you know, put forward a good foot, you know, a good performance. You want to, you want to look good. You want to, you know, things to. To be a nice, clean, well played game, and and uh, you know, put together some type of atmosphere that resembles a college football game. We didn't really get that uh, this past Saturday when they had that FCS game, uh, Central Arkansas or Austin P. It was a sloppy game, and only like 200 people were there. Right. Uh, so this this game really does kind of kick things off in earnest. I don't think we'll have 9,000 people there tonight, but you know, you know how the Rock is. If you put, you know, it, it, it's a little louder in other stadiums, just the way it's constructed because fans are so close to the field and. Everything. If you put six thousand in there, I think I think they're going to hear them on their TV set. Right, Luke. Patrick, uh, game wise, Southern Miss thirteen and a half point um, favorite in this one. I uh, ask you two questions on on either side of the coin. What does Southern Miss have to do tonight, not to win, but what does Southern Miss have to do tonight um, to feel good about themselves after the first game of the season? And of course, that includes a win. Yeah, well, I think it, it's 
you know, here early in the season, it's going to be about who can play the cleanest game and who can be the most efficient on offense. Uh, to me, a season like this, uh, uh, if a team can really catch fire as an offense uh, and, and, and go through and stay healthy, uh, you can have a big year, you know. Uh, and Southern Miss has got an experienced quarterback. If you can, you know, get a ground game going behind him and have these re- receivers step up around him and that offensive line uh, take another leap forward, I think Southern Miss really has to feel good going forward. This is a nice test in the first game. We'll know a lot about Southern Miss tonight in terms of what they're capable of. Uh, it sounds like they're relatively healthy walking into this game and, and should have basically their full complement of guys barring the guys that opted out. So, uh, we'll, we have, we'll have a pretty good idea what Southern Miss has to offer, but uh, for them to feel good about themselves, they just need to score points. To quote the great Jim Stump Taylor, Eagles do two things well. They soar high and they lay big eggs. So what does <laughs> Southern Miss cannot, what can they not do tonight? Uh, even if they were to win the game, you would feel bad about yourself, but, I mean, what is the roadmap to disaster? Uh, for Southern Miss, if they kind of, you know, if it's a slight, you know, you have a, a, a long snapper sends it over the punter's head. You know, you, uh, Jack Abraham throws three interceptions. Uh, you don't want a sloppy win, you know, and it, it, that's something that kind of builds with time in an uncertain season. Uh, if Southern Miss can come out and look like the, uh, you know, a team that looks veteran, uh, knows what it's doing in Matt Cubic's scheme on offense, if Tony Pecorero can really kind of get these JUCO guys plugged in on defense, uh, this team can win games early on and, and win throughout the season, but. If it's a sloppy game, uh, that's when you're like, oh gosh, you know, are we back to looking like, you know, Southern Miss did in the final three or four games uh, to end last year? So you really want to put the, you know, the Tulane game, that West Kentucky game, the FAU game, uh, you want to really put that in the distance, in the rearview mirror and uh, uh, get things turned in the right direction. All right, Patrick, uh, is this fair to say this is a really good test for Southern Miss because it's a, it's a higher level of competition than what they've opened up against in the last couple of years, with all due respect to the SWAC schools? But still a team that if the Golden Eagles play well and as good as they should, they should win the football game. Right. It, it's, you know, it, I, I'm never, you know, it, as much as everybody likes to bring in Alcorn State, Jackson State, those are boring football games. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a game against South Alabama, a team that really should be up for this game. Uh, South Alabama, this is, you know, they would love to have a, a football rivalry with Southern Miss, and Southern Miss would love to just consistently beat South Alabama and keep them in their place. Uh, so this is, you know, uh, that to me that's what, you know, every, I think everybody was kind of excited about this game a year ago, just wanted to see South Alabama and Southern Miss on the same field in Hattiesburg and put 30,000-plus people in there, and obviously that's not going to be the case. But uh, hopefully this can kind of, uh, uh, you know, for Southern Miss's side, they, they want to get start get things started right because they're going to be playing South Alabama a fair amount for years to come. Right. Don't take it for granted because just a few years ago, South Alabama went to Starkville and beat Mississippi State. So you just can't assume uh, tonight, Pat, that this will be an automatic win. No, no, no. This is Southern Miss has got to play well to win this football game. They can't be sloppy. Uh, this is a team that, that should be in year three under Steve Campbell. This should be his best team. I say should because year three typically is whenever a coach can really kind of have his program installed and have the players he wants to compete up to this point, he hasn't had that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know what, what South Alabama is capable of, but, but I, I think for good reason they're an underdog in this game. And a lot of Mississippi kids probably on the South Alabama roster. Oh, it's a lot of kids I know uh-huh. <laughs> on that uh, South Alabama roster. They've got uh, uh, Connor Estes and White Green, both from East Central High School in Jackson County. 
Jacob Shoemaker, he'll be also be starting on that offensive line. Uh, so you've got a lot of Coast guys on that line, and then those are positions. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's really, you know, South Alabama's not chock full of guys that say Southern Miss missed out on. In other words, Southern Miss recruited them, and South Alabama got them out from under their, you know, uh, feet. But I, I, you know, this is a team that's loaded with Mississippi guys that probably would have liked to have gone to Southern Miss. Right. So, Luke Johnson, some uh, recruiting importance, I think, with a matchup like this. You can't let South Alabama come up here and start beating you in football games. Yeah, and this is how you beat them in the recruiting trail. You just beat them by three touchdowns tonight, and you've got the uh, the trump card, you know, going forward. That that's that's why this game's so important. I mean, that's why you want games like this. And in some ways, you can uh, reclaim what Patrick was talking about, some of the Mississippi Gulf Coast uh, with right, that. Patrick, right. um, offensively, new offense tonight. Uh, shot in the dark. Two questions on the offense. What do you think the, the distribution is going to be percentage-wise run to pass, 55-45 rush, and does any running back get more than 15 carries tonight? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, as far as 15 or more carries for a running back, I think they've got several guys they like that they can really get in there and, and produce. Uh, but it, I think still think it'll be 60 pass, you know, 40 run. Uh, you know, and I think Cubic really? acknowledged. I mean, they're they're going to attack everybody differently. They're not going to go into every game thinking, "Well, we've got to do this." You know, we, we've got to run the ball fifty percent or forty five percent of the time. I think going into this game, if if Cubic thinks his best chances of beating South Alabama is to put a little bit more on the shoulders of Abraham, he's going to do that. <clears throat> and I think he likes his receivers and Brownlee and and Jones and and the way that group's going. But you know, he's going to run the ball, but. Uh, I don't think it's really, the, you know, going in. I think every game is going to be a little different. Uh, we'll see how he approaches South Alabama, but I think he looks a little bit more flexible in the way he builds his scheme week in and week out. All right, you are the professor, so it's time, Patrick. Uh, tell us what's going to happen tonight. What is the professor's score and prediction for the opening of the 2020 football season? Uh, I, I'm saying Southern Miss 35, South Alabama 17. That seems to be right around i think what southern miss is a 14 or a 15 point favorite i think they cover the spread by a little bit uh, i think south alabama comes in motivated and makes it a game for at least a half but i think southern miss you know we'll, we'll get a comfortable win all right so tight first half golden eagles pull away in the second half that's what i'm hearing yeah yeah i think maybe we'll see what that ground game's made of there in that second half all right, Professor. But we were joking. We 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 probably will give them one somewhere <laughs> yeah. along the way. A 80 yard play bound to give them uh, before the end of the night. Safe travels to you, Patrick. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Thank you. All right, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, everybody from the Biloxi Sun Herald, the one and only Kelly J. Sander next on the Eagle Hour. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Patrick McGee joining us every Thursday as he does on the Eagle Hour and uh, look forward to hearing Patrick's reaction to the football game tonight. 
This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. You've still got time to pick up a new shirt or some swag for the game tonight. They're open on Hardy Street right across from the campus. You can shop online, of course, at the CampusBookmart.net. And, Kelly, before I get you on the show here, uh, oh, Louie. Louie Louis has spotted something in the yard, and uh, he is on the hunt. So Kelly's uh, Adobe abode there is safe. Kelly, want to say uh, hello uh, this afternoon. I think you know, I think you've met Al Baker from up in Winona, Mississippi. He and his wife, Nan, a former member of the State College Board, big listeners of the Eagle Hour, huge Southern Miss fans. One of those one of those fans that's you know not going to be able to attend games this year because of uh, the COVID outbreak and going to be a lot of that around the state. But uh, no, they'll be tuned in tonight and uh, we'll be thinking about uh, a lot of our normal fans who, for obvious reasons, uh, won't be uh, at the games uh, this year. And speaking of COVID, Kelly, you tell me there's been an outbreak at a, at a high school here in central Mississippi affecting a school here in South Mississippi, and it, it brings up an interesting question. First of all. Let our listeners know what's happened, and then I'll ask you the, the, the question that it produces. Now, the Richton High School Rebels, um, where we talked about Jacoby Jones, outstanding outfielder for the Detroit Tigers, is a, is a graduate of Richton. Uh, but the Rebels are reporting today a significant number of COVID tests have come back positive on their football team. So the entire Richton team now has gone on a 14-day quarantine because it was a significant number of positive tests. They played, uh, albeit a jamboree last uh, weekend, but they played their, their county rival from Perry Central. Both schools are located in Perry County, uh, east, of, east of Hattiesburg, you know, over toward the Alabama line. But, but now with all those Richton players having tested positive, what will be the response that Perry Central is going to have considering the two teams played, you know, this past weekend when obviously, you know, the virus would have been uh, certainly active. Right, so that raises this question: when when you when your team plays another team, this could be high school, college, all year long, and Team A has a COVID outbreak. Does Team B have to quarantine as well, since they were in close contact with kids that are now positive for the virus? And it's certainly a legitimate question that we don't know the answer to because we're we're still in the infancy of the virus itself. We're certainly in the infancy of this football season. To see now, as we go two weeks deep into the public school uh, high school football season, this is the first time now that that a significant number of uh, players on one team have tested positive. So we are going to have to see what the domino effect is going to be, because in this case of Perry Central now, because they've been exposed to the Richmond players who who have now tested positive, if Perry Central now decides to go on lockdown, it will be very very lucky, and and unlikely at the same time that any team at any level high school college or pro will be able to get in a full season because because just about everybody you would think would have to be quarantined at some time or another so right we're just two weeks into the season we'll have to see well the the conference in college football that's going to be tested the most i think after this week is going to be conference usa because almost all the teams are playing start two tonight and then a number of them saturday so that'll be something to really watch here in the next couple of weeks is how well the Conference USA teams work their way through the COVID mess. In particular with Southern Miss, because as we all know, unless you've been living in a cave, the Eagles getting ready to kick it off tonight against South Alabama. And then they, they've got, uh, what, 16 days or, or 10 days, something like that before they play again. But once the Eagles start playing again, 
they don't have an open date. I mean, I think they go all the way all the way through the end. So if they happen to get in a quarantine situation, and we hope they don't, right. we hope that this is just all hypothetical. But if they do, it's there's no open dates involved. Pretty much after after this first game with South Al, it's going to be one after another. So if they have to go into a quarantine, opponents are going to be dropping like flies. So, right. yep, you still know week to week, Luke. Yeah, it is, and uh, I'm. I just I said this to somebody the other day. If I'm a football player, I am literally taking it one game at a time because I may not get another one. You right. know, and so right. you're going out tonight. You're laying it all out on the field. Uh, I think it does help the university for there to be a break here. Is what Jeremy McLean told us. Uh, they can make sure before the Louisiana Tech game, and because you got you're, you're planning to play seven home games, you want to, you know. Uh, you want to perfect every policy that you have, and you want everybody that's coming and uh, to be feeling good about you know coming to the stadium. You want more people at the LaTeX game than you do tonight. But as a player, man, I'm going and laying it all out because the whole thing could shut down before the next game. And you know they've said on campus that there that there will be no tailgating uh, involved. You know at this game tonight or you know anytime going in the future. But uh, but several people are planning to have their quote unquote silent protests or friendly protests or whatever that uh, oddly will will involve cooking hamburgers and hot dogs and and um, and having some adult beverages now I don't know of protests that normally go that way I normally don't you know participate in such but I think there are going to be some of those uh, tonight certainly protesting uh, South Alabama well that's a good idea because as we know the virus does not spread during protests Kelly it, it would for tailgate parties, but certainly sure, but not, not protests. That's right. So I, I think several fans <laughs> may be there tonight, air quotes, protesting. All right. My man Luke's predicting a blowout. What do you say? Uh, you know, we talked about this yesterday. I, I tend to, of course, I'm not the best at these sort of things. I mean, I voted for Ross Perot twice. <laughs> so, so, so what do I know? Um I, I, I like the Eagles to win, but I I think the Jags are going to cover the spread. I know I know Luke does think it's going to be a blowout. Hey, one other thing, Bob, uh, regarding Mississippi athlete Stephen Goskowski, the great um, kicker for the New England Patriots, uh, who of course prepped at uh, Madison Central High School, who was every bit as good a baseball player, by the way, as he was football player. But then went on to Memphis, and of course has done a had a great career with the New England Patriots. The uh, Tennessee Titans picked him up today as uh, as their good for kicker. Him. So. Good yeah, for good him. for Stephen Goskowski. Still has uh, uh, some years left in that leg, so I'm glad glad he landed on his feet. No pun intended in uh, Nashville. Yeah, and uh, you, kicking for the Patriots not a bad gig, but the Titans are an up and coming team, so certainly not a not a bad squad to go to in that regard either. Yeah, they, I mean they played in the AFC Championship game last right. year against Kansas City, so but now you know Tom Brady has is gone. You know the Emperor has cut two of his most effective. Uh, two of his most effective players in, in recent years. And I think, Luke, Goskowski's got one of the best averages ever in the NFL, doesn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's fourth all-time, like 87.4%, uh, which is incredible when you think about it. Um, he was he was the oldest player uh, with Brady gone. He would have been the oldest player on the, uh, on the Patriots roster. I think one of the reasons that they let him go, now, guys, just kicking a football, now we tried to perfect our craft. He was going to make like somewhere in the neighborhood of four point five million this year. That's a pretty sweet gig. 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah. You, but you know when you put it into into perspective, it, that's not the, the exorbitant amount of money compared to you know what a lot of other guys in the NFL make. You, you tell where he you, you tell he's coming from cane break with that, can't you, Luke? I mean, you, you're out there. That's pocket change. We 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 understand that, Kelly. Well, and how many and how many pillows does Louie sleep on a night? Like I'm thinking, like <laughs> silk big pillows. gel, yeah, 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 silk ones, uh, satin, satin. Oh yes, I'm sorry, yeah. Kelly. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's okay, but man, are you guys ready for tonight? I'm I'm getting my nap in this afternoon. I'm I'm pumped. I'm psyched. I'm ready to go. <laughs> you got to drink a little extra Geritol just so you know, just so your game fit. Am I am I hearing that correctly, Santa? Well, well full, full disclosure, Bob. You know, I'm in bed by seven. So um, right, and, and and Al Holder had to change the schedule of his uh, water aerobics class at home. <laughs> he sure did, and I'll hear about that later tonight. Thank you. What else? <laughs> What else does Al eat in his pregame meal with his applesauce? What What else were you going to feed him, Kelly? Uh, I, well, we got we got some we got some prunes. I think we're going to. Oh my! Oh my! I'm just going to give him your phone number tonight, Santa. So when when he starts blowing me up, when he hears this, uh, however he listens to it late in the afternoon, I'm going to make sure he gets oh, directly oh, in touch with you. I mean, this, this morning he had his session with Senior Strides, where they get to you know <laughs> hit a balloon around the room, you know, and. Uh, and then water aerobics. You've tonight. been there. You you yeah, know what he it's knows like. about That's this stuff, you... doesn't he, Luke? <laughs> I told you I do the short straw last week and had to feed him. So I, I know right. all that stuff. Uh, what one important question, Kelly? Are you going to be wearing the traditional Megadeth T-shirt and uh, your underwear during the ball game? That's that's my good luck charm. If yeah, they would let me wear it at the executive lounge at the stadium, I would I would wear it at the stadium. But man, I'm just I'm, I'm just stoked, man. I'm ready to go. I hope the students will show up tonight and. Doggone it! I wish I could be there if it wasn't you know for this virus. But November first, we're hearing that the uh, vaccine yeah. will be out. Yeah, so. that news was out yesterday. That was pretty pretty encouraging. Well, it's going to be exciting, and uh, you can watch it on TV, Kelly. And uh, we know the people that are going to be there are going to be really happy uh, just to have some some normal activity here in Hattiesburg. And what's any more normal than college athletics taking place here in the Berg? So. Uh, just a, just a good feeling. Am I right about that? Yeah, and they, and they won't have to look up to my suite and see a fat, balding old guy with a Megadeth t-shirt and his underwear. You know? who's, and, and that's Bob, a blessing. who is going to throw us the wings down? I, I was sitting here just mignon. thinking about that. I was thinking about that. I, it just occurred to me we're not going to be treated to that this year. Kelly, work on that, Santa. you got to figure something out about that. I, I will. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll get on the phone to the left-handers. Can't work something out. All right, get that nap in, Kelly, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. To the top, guys. Kelly Santer, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. Very special guest coming up next. Stay with us. JT comes to the Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob and Luke from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg on game day 2020 as the Golden Eagles. So just a few hours away now from hosting South Alabama here at M.M. Roberts Stadium, uh, as we call it, The Rock. All right, very special guest on the show tonight, a very dear friend of mine and, and no stranger to anyone who listens to Super Talk. J.T. Williamson, of course, from the J.T. Show joins us. And uh, my friend, how are you? Oh man, I'm, I'm fired up about this ball game. 
my neighbor across the street's got three racks of ribs and two chickens on the smoker, and we're going to have a little early Labor Day and watch the Golden Eagles tonight at the top. There you go. Now, people that may not know, JT, of course, is a, is a Mississippi State guy, but JT's got a, a lot of love in his heart for the Golden Eagles. And, and where's that connection between you and Southern Miss, JT? Well, it was my dad, Bob. My dad went to Southern Miss, and then he went to Mississippi State. And my dad was a huge state fan. He was a Bulldog Club member. But he was also a Golden Eagle at heart. And his his heart was Golden Eagle over state when the two would play. That would be the only time he would not pull for Mississippi State. He would pull for the Golden Eagles. Of course, he, he always pulled for the Golden Eagles, and he always pulled for Mississippi State. But when those two got together, his heart was, was, was for Southern Miss. And so I always thought that was pretty cool that you could be actually be fans of two schools, but there's still that one school that you are uh, that you that you're loyal to. As I remind Coach Scott Berry of all the time, back during that uh, super regional we had a few years ago in the rain. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, we remember that really well. That's for sure. Now, JT, it's no yeah. secret that you've had some health challenges and and you're battling your way through them. And in a phone conversation that you and I had yesterday. You told me about how gracious and wonderful Scott Berry has been to you uh, throughout all of this. Will you share that with our Eagle Hour listeners? I tell you, Bob, you know, Scott is, first of all, let me tell you something, this. You guys have got one whale of a baseball coach. He's probably one of the, one of the best in the country to be able to do what he can do. With, with, the, with the groups that he has, and, and I'm not meaning that in a derogatory way, but he's always there. They're always competing. They're always playing for the for the, for the the higher level and for the championships and things like that. But he's also a great guy. You know, I met Scott through you, Bob, interviewing him when I would come to Hattiesburg and do remotes and always wanted to, you know, do something for the school. Mm-hmm. And then Scott and I just kind of hit it off because, you know, I have some land, family land in Collins that I like to hunt on and I grew up on on my farm that was my grandfather's and he hunts not too far away from there and we just, just, we just kind of bonded, you know, being buddies and talking about that and he, he talking about hunting turkeys and doing stuff like that and he has probably called me, uh, texted me at least every week since I've been in the hospital. Just checking on me, telling me he's praying for me, and it just—I can't tell you how much that means to me. And uh, even sent me a sent me a Scott Berry golf invitational shirt and a Southern Miss baseball T-shirt just to kind of cheer me up. And I'm gonna have that baseball shirt on tonight when the Eagles are playing. And it's just—you know—you just go through life and you develop friendships, but you don't realize that are happening as they're happening and he's just a good guy and for him to to continue to pray so hard for me and let me know that and checking on me i got one from him uh earlier this week uh, actually i was having a procedure done and i uh, got a text from him saying he told me he was thinking about me and praying for me and he's just a heck of a guy and southern miss y'all are blessed to have him as your coach but also is just a great person and and I appreciate that. As far as my health, Bob, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, gonna do a little. We're gonna do a little different path now. We're gonna try a different treatment. 
Uh, I'm still doing well. I still have a good prognosis as I battle this lymphoma, which wasn't put me in, is not what put me in the hospital. That was something totally different. But uh, we're just we're just having to change gears, shift gears, and you know, do something a little bit different, but still have a good prognosis and got a real good chance for a remission and a cure. So, uh, you know, as Scott's been praying, I ask y'all to do that too. But let's don't talk about me. Let's talk about Southern Miss. Yeah, let's do that, JT. And, and I will just say this. But for people that only see Scott Berry from the perspective of a baseball coach, that's just part of who he is. He is one of the he is one of the finest people that, that I have ever known. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that uh, that he's I'm been so kidding. kind. Bob, I'm not kidding you. It's been every week. Yeah. He was texting me or checked in with me to tell me that he's partying for me. Yeah. All um, right, J- pretty cool. All right, JT. Well, let's talk about sports, JT. How, how happy are you to see college football uh, in the midst of all this virus mess, to see college football kicking off tonight? Man, I'm, I'm really excited about it because, you know, we didn't think we were going to play. It's always been up in the air, and I guess it's still somewhat up in the air, but you've seen success. Uh, uh, we, we've seen success. That's those two teams that tangled last week. Nobody came back with a negative test. Um, I mean, a positive test, I mean. So those players are cleared. Uh, I'm excited about this tonight because Southern Miss gets the spotlight. Uh, it's the only game in town. And like Austin P last week, you know, I don't know. I don't know where Austin P is. I guess somewhere in Texas. But I watched the game I did too. <laughs> because it was football. Right. So with that being said, you know, someone who may not be familiar with Hattiesburg and Southern Miss, they're going to be in that spotlight tonight, and there's going to be so many new eyes on them. I think that's what's so cool about this game tonight. And and being, you know, on primetime national TV, it's it's a, it's a great for the school. It's great for Coach Hopp and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, and it's great for Mississippi. Because it's not always about Ole Miss and Mississippi State. It's, uh, Southern Miss is getting the spotlight tonight. They deserve it, and I'm very excited for them. Good. I, we are, too. Now, Luke, uh, you and JT have something in common. JT's longtime voice of, of MRA in Jackson and, and of the last several years, Madison Central. JT, Luke does all of our Jones County High School football. So, uh, Luke, I'll let you and JT talk here for a second about how good and important it is for high school football to be back as well. Yeah, JT, building on um, you know how important this game is, you were talking about, I think that this game tonight is going to pick up the spirits of really everybody collegiately in the state of Mississippi. How do you think high school football kicking off in the last couple weeks it has picked up you know the spirits in, in just ordinary communities and neighborhoods across the state? Oh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's, it's immeasurable because people got something to go do outside a public event. Uh, I saw that there were just a handful of tickets for our Madison Central Northwest ranking game on Friday night at home in the jungle, which for the first time since 2003, I won't be climbing the bleachers to do a high school football game, which is just, it's, it's, it's hurting my heart, to be honest with you. I'm really missing it, but I got to do what my doctors tell me to do, and I just got to lay low right now. But Bob Solander is going to do it for me, and uh, that'll be on our Jackson station. I know y'all got ball games. Friday night down there uh, with Laurel and Hattiesburg, or on the Laurel and Hattiesburg stations. But these kids that, that work so hard, I mean, I had a kid that played ball, and I know how hard he worked. And it's not just during fall camp or spring training. If you want to play football even at the high school level now, you have to do it every day. 
you have to do it with with lifting weights and, and working out and, and getting the reps in and eating right. And that's just to get on the field and play high school ball. So, you know, it's the purest form of football. The kids are doing it because they yeah. love it. And, and that's why I like it. And I think high school football is so important for Mississippi. I'm so glad the governor changed that rule from two people per people to 25%. Uh, these communities need this. They need it, and they need it bad. Is is that your favorite part of it? For me, it's I, I love calling into the scoreboard show. Uh, you, by the way, you have a cheat code. You always get on first on Friday night, no matter when it is. That's what's <laughs> great about great about you, JT. But I love calling in the scoreboard show, and I love talking about the kids, like just throwing kids' names out. Has that been the most rewarding for you? Well, to be honest with you, like usually I can't remember the kids. It's so funny. <laughs> I get so into the games. I really do. I love calling high school football. It's, it's the time I get to be on the radio and truly be myself. And I don't have to, I don't have to do anything except call what I see. You know, for years and years, y'all probably didn't know this, but I worked at a dirt track, a racetrack for years and years and years in this PA announcer. And I think that's how I learned how to do it just by calling what I see and how fast it goes. And I did that for 20-some-odd years when I was started in college. And then started doing high school football in 2003 for MRA. And then this would be, this would be my sixth year at Madison Central, which I tell you, they're great folks at Madison Central, good people, just a great group of people to work with. And we actually do a stream and a radio broadcast at the same time. So it's really cool to have it both ways. And a lot of times I get into the game so much, Luke, but a lot of times I'll have to ask Baxter who did what and when because I was so focused on what was happening at the time that I can't remember it till I go back and watch the replay. But as far as the cheat code in the scoreboard show, you just got to remember, I've known Perez a long, long time. So that, that's kind of my end there. We take care of our own, brother. I, I get it. I'm not complaining. I like it. Hey, JT, we sure appreciate you coming on the show, man. We love you down here. You know that, I hope. And, uh, uh, we wish nothing but the best for you, my friend, and I thank you for taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. Southern Miss to the top. Let's go, guys. All right, everybody. JT Williamson, dear friend, wonderful guy. Wish him nothing but the best. We'll be back. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Been a great show today with Patrick McGee and Kelly Sander. Greatly appreciate JT Williamson. Lift him up in your prayers as uh, he continues to walk down his health journey. And I appreciate JT joining us. And don't you just love it, Bob, when a Mississippi State fan says to the top? Just makes you oh, yeah, and JT, man, he, he's such a great guy. Every time he ever came down here and, and comes down here uh, doing events for us, you know, he's, he's all about Southern Miss, and it's in his heart, too. And, and let me tell you, there is a genuine friendship between Scott Berry and JT. That, uh, that's 100% genuine. And uh, as, as I told uh, Coach Berry yesterday, I'm very grateful for – for the kindness he shows toward JT, but that's who Scott Berry is, uh, and you know that as well as me, Luke. 
Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg. If you're looking to buy a new vehicle, let Toyota of Hattiesburg help you in that. Go on their website, toyotahattiesburg.com, see everything they have. If you're looking to trade in your car, you can even value your trade-in right there on the website and pick you out some cars to to go look out and go see them on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. We appreciate their support of the Eagle Hour. If you're rolling into the Berg and uh, you need a good pregame meal, go by and see our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Great place this afternoon. You can't tailgate on campus, but if you come in for the game, get you a pregame meal at 4th Street. So uh, we are just uh, over about six hours away from kickoff tonight, the opening of the 104th season in Golden Eagle football. First time that they have met South Alabama on the field. Golden Eagles all-time, 601 wins, 431 uh, losses, which uh, sneaky, sneaky uh, stat here. 36 best among FBS teams. Now, that, that's all-time. Um Including even before, you know, they came up to uh, what would would be FBS now. But Golden Eagles with a almost a sixty percent winning percentage all time. Jay Hobson in his fifth season. Um, the team's been bowl eligible for the last four years. Been to three bowls. And just looking at season openers, Bob, I thought this was really good. Southern Miss all time in season openers sixty six and thirty six. Probably won the 1916 opener, but there's no record of it. So if you're doing the math, that's why it doesn't equal up to be what it should be. 66 and 36, but here it is. Every time they open in the Rock, Southern Miss 44 and 8. Well, that's Gold a good Eagles omen. Tonight, a 13. Yeah, it's a great omen. 13 and a half point favorite tonight uh, against the South Alabama Jaguars. Bob, we talked about the importance of this game. Obviously, uh, a national televised audience on CBS Sports Network. Um, it, it's it's you want to start one and zero, but the recruiting battle and to give positivity to your community. All eyes really on Hattiesburg tonight. Well, there's no question, and uh, Hattiesburg, uh, as a lot of people know, this part of the state's really been under the gun for a few months now with uh, COVID-19, so so refreshing to see our football team on the field tonight. And you're right, you know, it's all about winning when you get right down to it. So uh, you got to believe uh, with the history of the program and, and what you just pointed out about the openings here at the Rock, uh, things look really good for a win tonight. My question is, are all of these stats in the brain of Jack Duggan, or are they in his computer? Does, does he just walk around and compute this stuff, Luke? Sometimes I think like his brain puts it into the computer. <laughs> I, you know, that's the, the the origin of it. Maybe actually, Jack is the one that did it. Right. No, I mean he, he's when you, when you've done it for so long, and part of it too, though, you know, he he comes back to his school, and that's what's so great about Jack. You know, it's guys that Southern Miss becomes, you know, the place that they want to be because they were here first. So yeah, he's he's doing the best, and uh, I'm gonna you know I get up there in a, in a little bit. I'll, I'll let you know whether or not he he fulfilled us on that catfish request or not. Nah, he he was kind of hemming on that and hawing a little bit. But you make a great point. You're when you're part of the Southern Miss family. If you're not part of that family, you can't really understand the brotherhood that exists within the Southern Miss family, and we see that with coaches from all sports. How about our basketball coach who? who said his lifelong dream was fulfilled when he got to come back here. What about Jay Hobson? Jay Hobson told us on this show, yeah, I went to Ole Miss, but I bleed black and gold. I mean, that's just something that's an intangible that you only know, am I right, Luke, if you're part of the family? 
And the word that you use, brotherhood, if you've seen Southern Miss this offseason as a team, they, they have these black shirts that say brotherhood on them. And that's something that, that Hop preaches. And that's something that, you know, when I played for him four out of the five years I was in Hattiesburg, that's something that he – we didn't have it as a slogan, but that's a, a word that was used, you know, with him and, and other people. And so that's the identity these guys are taking in. And in, this is a much greater sense with COVID because of the timeline that's laid out. But that's the same model we did my senior year against Katrina. Right. You know, we, we couldn't go anywhere. All we had was each other for the last really, you know, three or four months. All these guys have had since they've been back in June. It's been leading up to tonight. All they got's each other. And so that's what they're going to do. And that's what I expect them to see when they walk out, when they run out tonight. They'll probably be linked in arms and they're going to take that field tonight, um, as brothers. And, and man, we want to see the brotherhood dominate tonight. It's here. Football season is here. We're going to have the perfect 10. Reggie Collier join us tomorrow to, evaluate the opening game who better than uh you know the perfect 10 so he's on the show tomorrow we'll of course have uh, lots to talk about as the golden eagles take the football field tonight first game 2020 against south alabama hope you enjoyed the show hope you enjoyed the ball game tonight and we'll look forward to talking to you about it tomorrow until then southern miss to the top Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.